Welcome back to the Antenna podcast. Today we're going to talk about tinnitus. Right from the causes of tinnitus to the symptoms of tinnitus to how exactly we can diagnose tinnitus. To what you can do to help yourself if in case you are suffering from tinnitus. The different treatment options that are available and the uncertainties that come with tinnitus. So let's start. Tinnitus is nothing but a sensation or an awareness of a sound that is not caused by real external sound source it can be perceived by one ear or both ears inside the head or in a person's immediate environment although it is commonly assumed to be a ringing sound tinnitus can take almost any form including hissing whistling humming buzzing some people hear a musical sound or sounds resembling indistinct speech some people hear a single sound whereas others can hear multiple sounds for some the sound is constant and for others it's constantly changing so what causes tinnitus it's often assumed that tinnitus is caused by damage to the ears this is true in some cases but it's perfectly possible to have tinnitus with normal ears and normal hearing many studies have been performed where people who don't have tinnitus were placed in a soundproof room and told to listen intently in this situation almost everyone became becomes aware of a certain sound in their environment many scientists think that tinnitus is generated by a random electrical signal that can occur in any part of the hearing pathway this tinnitus may originate in the ears in the hearing nerve or in the brain such random signals are common and usually we are not aware of them happening occasionally something happens that causes some people to interpret these random system signals as sounds common trigger for this process are emotional shocks loss of hearing either gradual or sudden however in many people the trigger is unknown once you become aware of the tinnitus signal it draws attention to the brain making tinnitus even more distressing so this type of tinnitus is called a subjective tinnitus because it's only heard by the sufferer a few people have a tinnitus that is attributed to a real sound which is generated inside the body by blood flow or muscular activity this type of tinnitus may be detectable by other people also either just by carefully listening or by using a stethoscope but it can be detected by other people at the end of the day this kind of tinnitus is known as objective tinnitus so what are the symptoms of tinnitus apart from tinnitus itself so the different accompanying symptoms can be hearing loss dizziness pain in the ears a dislike of loud sounds which is known as hyperacusis many people with tinnitus also feel that their that their ears are blocked your ENT surgeon will consider all these symptoms in making a diagnosis and developing a plan for your treatment so how is tinnitus diagnosed the first thing your ENT specialist will do is diagnose your condition by asking some questions about your symptom this is actually all that is necessary to reach a diagnosis since there is no specific test for tinnitus as such Of course your ENT surgeon will want to know as much as possible about your hearing and will perform a full examination of your ears other areas such as nose your uh, your throat your jaw everything will also be examined if the specialist thinks that you have objective tinnitus he or she may listen around your ear and neck with a stethoscope to find out whether it is or not 
In almost all cases, the ENT specialist will arrange some tests. The most common test is the hearing test, that's a pure tone audiogram. There are some hearing tests that try and match a person's tinnitus, but they do not influence the treatment greatly. Many specialists therefore do not request these tests. For selected patients, the doctor may wish to order an MRI scan, although other tests like CT scan, ultrasound scan are also sometimes asked for. Blood tests may occasionally be required, but this is unusual in the diagnosis of tinnitus. So what exactly can I do to help myself in case I have tinnitus? Tinnitus is extremely common. Approximately 1 in 10 of the population have some degree of tinnitus or the other. In most of the people, the symptoms are mild and they don't interfere greatly with their lives. Many people think that tinnitus will never go away. This is incorrect. And with time, most of the tinnitus lessens or disappears. Knowledge of these simple facts may help people cope with it. Most people with tinnitus find that it appears louder if they are sitting somewhere in a very quiet place. Having a little bit of quiet background sound from a radio or a CD player or a television or even a fan can help most of the times. Most of the people notice that their tinnitus becomes more distressing if they become stressed out or they are anxious. So it's very important to try and avoid stressful situations and this helps to a great extent. There have been some reports that certain foods and drinks can exacerbate tinnitus. People are therefore, people therefore put themselves on these exclusion diets. It's uh, very important to know that there is very little if any scientific evidence to support such a theory that any sort of food as such causes tinnitus. It has no relation as such. So the different treatment options that are available. Although there is no simple pill or operation to cure majority of the cases of tinnitus, there are several strategies that are helpful in getting rid of the condition. For people with mild tinnitus, simple explanation and reassuring reassurance is all that is actually required. For more intrusive tinnitus, a form of counselling may prove helpful. This can be administered as a standalone therapy or as part of a wider treatment strategy known as a tinnitus retraining therapy which is a mixture of counselling and sound therapy. If the tinnitus is associated with hearing loss, then trying to correct the hearing loss is usually very helpful. Depending on the cause of the hearing impairment, medication, surgery or hearing aids can be needed. Sound therapy can help many people with tinnitus. This can take the form of an electrical device that sits in the person's bedside and produces a low-level soothing sound to distract them from their tinnitus at night. During the daytime, it's possible to wear a sound generator, which is a small device that resembles a hearing aid and can produce white noise constantly. Psychological techniques such as cognitive behavioral therapy and mindfulness meditation can also be used in the management of tinnitus and relaxation therapy is very helpful for those who find the stress that stress worsens the problem. For a very small number of people, usually those with objective tinnitus, there may be a drug or a surgical procedure that can cure the problem. So monitoring and reassessment. Tinnitus is a very variable symptom that is extremely difficult to make any hard and fast rules regarding and therefore there is no such long term management protocol as such which is there. So it's a very individual decision that has to be made by your ENT surgeon with your consultation. So all in all, there are many questions regarding tinnitus, many uncertainties 
and many of these questions remain unanswered uh we don't exactly know the mechanism of generation we don't know the best treatment for tinnitus there are a lot of questions still left unanswered various research uh, researches are actually going on currently to explore the different use of different types of drugs or electromagnetic stimulation of the auditory system let's wait and see what exact uh, results come out of these things so till then tinnitus is a very complex phenomena and it takes a lot of effort from your side the patient side the relative side as well as your ent surgeon side that's all for now